You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here is your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. This mom and daughter duo were so fun to interview. They are on a mission to provide resources to those in the fashion industry with the style that binds us. I loved that their Southern roots and hospitality are clearly evident in their work, and I just know they are destined to do some great work. All right, ladies, I am so excited you are here talking with me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you We're for so having We're so happy us. to be here. <laughs> okay, first, ladies, take turns and tell us about yourselves. Well, my name is Allison Brune, and I am the mom, and I'm a wardrobe consultant. And my name is Delia Folk. I am the daughter, the other half of The Style That Binds Us. I interned at Versace in men's wholesale. And then I worked at Barney's on the buying team for four years in beauty, ready-to-wear, and jewelry. And now I'm consulting with emerging brands, helping them to navigate the retail wholesale market, but then also direct-to-consumer as well. So we are here today talking about the style that binds us. So I'm just going to open it up and let you all tell me what that is. So the style that binds us is a lifestyle brand and community for women who want to live a stylish and fearless life. So we offer the consulting services that we each mentioned. Mom really understands the science behind dressing. So she works with clients on closet edits, packing people for trips, special occasion dressing, personal shopping. And then I work with the brands on the consulting. And then we also reach a larger audience through our podcast, newsletters, YouTube channel, social media, and events. So I have to ask, you know, this is sounds like such a fun job. (laughs) Why did you all create this or what was the, um, you know, turning point in in either of your all's career that made you say, hey, we need to do this? Well, we we were doing different things in the same industry and uh, we're both realizing that it would be nice to reach more people than just working one-on-one with people. And so we also wanted to build a community because, you know, in the fashion industry, it can feel very, you can feel excluded. You can feel like, uh, I'm not cool enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not blonde enough to get to play that game. And we wanted to say, actually, everyone is invited and we are going to be a place of entertaining you as well as giving you information. And so we wanted to pull back the curtain on the fashion industry and let everybody know that, yes, you really can indeed live a stylish and fearless life. And we're going to bring you along with us and show you how to do that. So that's why we decided to go into this together, because now we have different ages. I'm older, obviously. I'm the mom, and Delia is in her late 20s. I'm in my 50s. So that's different age groups that are included in our community, as well as different style aesthetics. So when we talk about this is how Allison would wear um, a moto jacket, this is how Delia would wear one, 
you get to say, you know, you well, maybe I'm not too old to do that. And then when you look at that, you realize, well, I like the, some of the ways Delia is wearing it too. So you get different style aesthetics as well as how people wear things at different ages. So we're really reaching a much bigger audience of women when we work together. I love that. Um, specifically about the different perspectives, just one piece could offer to different age groups. And right. you know that, that really kind of plays into your all's mission as far as supporting women and taking that stress out of getting dressed every morning. So talk to us about how you actually do that with the style that binds us. Well, the first thing that we do when we're talking to somebody about uh, what they're looking for in their wardrobe, what they think they're missing or anything like that, what is causing them stress? Because every person is different. But once we find out what it is that this woman has that is causing her stress, then we begin to build out the core wardrobe, teach her what works best for her body type. Once we get the pieces in that may be missing in order to build that core wardrobe, then the fun part starts when we start putting outfits together. And in the process, her self-confidence grows. And so one-on-one, I've done this for years, but what I was hoping to do is to find a way to, you know, to work with a lot of, a lot of women. And so bringing Delia in and helping women solve problems about what do you wear for uh, what is creative cocktail party? What do you wear, you know, on a job interview? What do you wear if you have curvy hips? What are your favorite jeans and which ones would work for me? All these questions on a bigger scale, because if my clients want to know, I know there are people out there, you know, in, in general, that the knowledge would help them too. So that's the way the process works. We just start thinking about, what is an issue that women are dealing with and how can we help them figure it out? And that's what we do. And we do it, like we said, we do it through YouTube videos. We do it through podcast interviews. We have a newsletter every week that's a style edit. Um, and we hold events, anything we can do to get information out to women so they feel like they're on the inside. And you all are are doing more than even just that. You all are going out into the communities and um, are speakers on this topic and actively spreading this message. And, you know, one of I loved one of the messages that you all speak on often is about, you know, how to stand out in this fashion industry, this industry that, you know, is very, um, you know, very popular. There's, there's a lot of players in this industry. Um, and it is hard to stand out. So kind of what are those key points that you all like to share with individuals on how to stand out? So there are a couple different scenarios here for someone looking to get a job in the fashion industry. I would say be very prepared for the interview. So research both the company and the person you're interviewing with. Ask questions at the end. When I had my interview at Barney's, I, I brought my portfolio and had all my questions. And my the woman who ended up being my buyer, I think, was very impressed by all my questions that I was 
asking. So that definitely helped me to stand out. She could tell that I was going to be very enthusiastic about being a member of the team and that I was really eager to start working together to support and grow the brand or company where you're working. So then once you're on the job, so once you have now gotten a job, ways to stand out that I did or just ideas in general would be staying later or getting there earlier than everyone else, saying yes to lots of projects, definitely form relationships. One of my learnings, I'm very type A conscientious, so I was kind of head down, work, 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 and I should have spent more time, I think, getting coffees and and forming those relationships, so that's really important, generating this sense of team. I think jumping right in, having no ego, no task is too small, and don't get upset if you're asked to get coffee or something. And then you can go ahead and start trying to do the work of the level above you because that is a great example that you can handle it and that you are able to do the work so that maybe when it's time to promote someone, maybe that would be the person. In terms of how can a brand stand out in the industry amongst all the other brands. So this is something that we work with brands on for the brand consulting. And since there are millions, literally millions of brands, how can you get discovered by your target client and stand apart from the noise? So it would be about establishing your niche, those brand signatures, that brand voice. So the goal is that when someone walks into a store and they walk up to the case or the display, however it's displayed, that they know that it is your brand without seeing the logo because those signatures are there and they're so unique to you. And lastly, how does the style that finds a standout in the fashion industry? That would be because no one is doing exactly what we're doing. There are mother-daughter teens We don't necessarily consider ourselves influencers, but we kind of see ourselves more as tastemakers. But we, with the Style the Pines, we were able to create this fashion ecosystem where we are serving many different parts of the industry. So, for example, we have the consulting. So that helps women understand about all the styling component. And then it helps support the brands with their wholesale and direct-to-consumer strategy. So that's the main source of revenue. But then also we create a lot of content with the YouTube channel, podcast, all of that. So not only does that support the designer in terms of brand awareness, because we really want to introduce our audience to emerging brands that they might not have heard of and tell that brand story so that then the audience, they feel more loyal to it, like they're a part of it and they're kind of in the know. But it also teaches with our content, the audience, how to style, where to wear, that then the website is shoppable. So it's commerce. It creates, generates sales for the the designer. So obviously that's beneficial for them. And lastly, it is a community. The reason that we get up every day is to is to help support our audience and all these emerging brands and fashion industry. And I think that community is so important to, you know, to grow and to feel like those, you know, newcomers, they have that support and, um, you know, they have those uh, veterans in the community that they can turn to. Um, And really some of the other topics that I feel like is so prevalent um, more on the consumer side is that confidence level. 
um, you know, women, you know, need that confidence. And oftentimes, if they don't have it, they kind of turn to more of those blacks that kind of conceal them and the (laughs) more basic pieces instead of wanting to stand out. So what is kind of the key there? Or how do you really encourage women to gain that confidence? Mm-hmm. Well, that's sort of a natural process. And I wanted to elaborate a little bit about what Delia was saying with um, getting information out to our community. When we are when we have an interview with a designer, let's say, it's interesting because I know the, the people in our audience that are not in fashion are just interested in, in learning about a new brand you know, and how, how they got started. But what's super interesting to me is when another designer says, I really enjoyed listening to the podcast because being a designer can be a very lonely, lonely um, career. And I have no idea how other people do it. And so they get something from it too. So, you know, with whatever you do, if it's getting dressed, if it's designing, if it's writing a book, whatever it is, especially if it's anything the least bit creative, you know, we're all a little bit, um, we don't want to be embarrassed. So that's the same thing with getting dressed. You know, you might think, I don't know if I could pull that off. So I'm just going to stick with that basic black, just like you said. But what happens in the process of all of this, what happens in the process when it's one-on-one with me, with my client, as they begin to get those aha moments, like this is the right neckline for you not this. Then they say, oh, that's why that shirt never worked. I kept putting it on and I never wore it. So going Mm. forward, they'll have the confidence to know that's cute, but it's not my neckline. So I'm going to go for this one. So then they build confidence in understanding, you know, if you are a size eight on the bottom and a six or a four, even on the top, you are always going to have to buy the eight dress and get it altered for the top half of you or, or vice versa. You know, that's why you feel frumpy, because in order for it to fit your tummy, the legs are too big. You need to get the legs taken up down the side. Little tweaks that make them, you know, it's just it's just so cliched, but so true that when you feel put together and like you got it going on on the outside, obviously it's a natural progression to start feeling more confident on the inside, you know, and that is something that's super important to me with my clients and it is as equally as important to Delia for her clients and for our community with these brands that we're helping we feel very protective of them with the women that we're helping individually we feel very protective I have their backs I'm not I'm not brutal but I don't I don't sugarcoat it if something is tight in the back it's clinging to them in their backside and they can't tell, I'm going to tell them because I do not want them to walk out the door and be embarrassed. So we're also a safe place too. People want to know like, what's that bag that everybody's carrying? They're embarrassed to ask that because they don't want to look like they don't know. Well, we're the place they can come and ask it and no one's going to laugh at them or say, oh, you don't know. Everyone is carrying the, you know, that kind of catty behavior. So we want to arm our, our, our community with everything that they need to know and they can and do direct message us and say, would you please make, um, do a video about packing? I never can figure that out. Would you please, um, do a video about 
how to wear, you know, how to wear a crop jean or what the best jeans are for my figure. You know, all these, they really get engaged and they know they can come to us and, you know, to the best of our ability, we're going to, we're going to answer their questions and we're going to give them concrete examples, like specific examples. These are some ways you can do it. And here is a shop section where you can literally click on order and in two days it'll be in your closet and you can start wearing that look. So that is um, all of that, you know, we're hoping is building self-confidence because that's another thing that happens with women um, as they get older. I've heard this over and over again. They start to feel invisible where, you know, they don't feel like the, the guys aren't checking them out anymore and they are starting to be limited. Well, I don't want to show my arms. I don't want to wear shorts anymore. They just start feeling you know, sad. So when we can get them out of that and help them remember who they are and let them feel like they're viable and so interesting and have so much to offer and look fabulous, then that is the whole point of what we're doing. And I'm sure that is so gratifying from your all's end to yes. be able to provide that information, see the transformation, you know, mentally, psychology, you know, psychologically, yeah. and then be able to see that confidence exude physically then. Yes, it, it very, very much is. I always tell the story about when I go into a woman's closet and she's really tired and you know, she's, she's, uh, it's a very, very vulnerable place to be when someone comes into your home and into your closet mm. and you're talking about your, your figure and everything, you know, um, and, and they're, they're reticent and they're, you know, they almost act like, I don't, I don't really need to do this. This is kind of silly. Uh, you know, I'm tired. I don't know why I'm here while you're here, you know? And then when we start working together and, Finally, at the moment where we put something on that fits and they look in the mirror and you can kind of see that hope, like maybe, maybe, maybe. And then they get that look like, I remember you, mm. you know, I haven't seen you in a while. I mean, it's like to really actually give that gift to a woman because we give ourselves to so many other people in our lifetime that to give that gift to a woman to take just a little bit of, of time to remember herself and, and to actually love herself and, you know, feel, feel confident and happy. It's just, it's just, it's such a gift to us. Yeah. It's something we take for granted until we don't have it. And then we don't realize how much that really does add to, you know, right. It's the same thing about me starting a business at, at age 50 because so many people have, written to me, you know, direct messaged me, stopped me at a party or something and said, you really inspired me to go do so-and-so. Or, or there was a woman that I was working with and we had some issues with, she was a mother of the groom. And we had some issues with the dress not coming in on time. And she asked me if I would please go with her to talk to the store. So I went with her and I explained to them, that we, we were going to get that dress. We had to have the dress and this was the time and this is what they had promised and everything. And later she said, thank you. And then later I got in a text from her and she said, I can't tell you how much that meant. I was a lawyer before I had kids. I was a lawyer and I 
stood up in court and had plenty of self-confidence. And I don't know, somewhere along the way, I lost that. Mm. And, 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 and realizing that I had to have you go with me in order to handle a situation really woke me up to realizing how far I had let myself down, basically. So um, she, you know, once she acknowledged that, she started to get her mojo back, whatever the word is. So I yeah, think that, for sure. um, you know, it's a time for, it's a good time for women. It's a, we're still, you know, trying to, to make a lot of things be equal, but we are in the process of a time when I think more Women are learning to support each other rather than um, feeling like, like there's such a little tiny space at the top. So competition. Think, mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. So it's, that part's very exciting. I think the more the more people that talk about that, the more women that talk about that, the more normal it begins to be. And eventually it'll be like, well, of course we all support each other. Why wouldn't we? You know? Yes. So that's my hope. Now, for you two, it's a mother-daughter team, and you all are not in the same city. You all are in um, different states. So talk to us what that dynamic is like, having that Mm -hmm. mother-daughter relationship, but then also being states away from each other. Sure. Well, it is great, first of all. We do live in the different places, as you said. So we've found systems of how to work best remotely. And we, we're we a really great team in that we're mostly always aligned or on the same page. And since we are mother and daughter, we're able to have honest and open conversations. And since we've talked about this, we're the different ages, so we bring different perspectives. It's two people. In the beginning, we each had our own blogs. And so we could talk to each other for advice about something maybe we had a question about or a decision we needed to make. But at the end of the day, it wasn't our business together. But now it is. So that has been really neat. And sometimes one of us will come up with an idea that the other person has hadn't thought of, or they found an interesting article that maybe at first you didn't find important that actually is something good to look at. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's nice that we have both of us frustrations, of course, as a family, mm-hmm. you can, we don't get too annoyed of each other. It's mostly just technology, but mm-hmm. It is really special that we are able to grow and build a company together and that we have an excuse, I guess, to spend a lot of time together, whether we're together or apart. Mm -hmm. And I do try and spend as much time as I can in New York. When I'm there, Delia sets up a very busy schedule for us because we have (laughs) a lot of things that we do together. Plus, I have clients in the New York City area and in Connecticut. So some of the time I'm up there, I'm with clients, and the rest of the time, Delia and I are making our videos, hosting events, meeting with designers and brands, uh, working on, you know, going and interviewing people for podcasts. So it's really a nonstop thing. It's, you know, New York City is a hub for fashion, you know, pretty much. So, and, and we also love to travel, so... We'll go to L.A. We went to San Francisco and Paris and L.A. last year and Philadelphia to do a TV spot. So we're we're really kind of all over the place. And there again, it's nice when it's your daughter that's your partner. We share a room. We share our shoes. We share, you know, 
you know, I'm taller than Jay is, so some of my, like, dresses, she wears a smaller size dress, but we can share jackets and things like that. And um, also, you know, if I'm not feeling good, I can finally say, I've got to take a nap. And certainly with Delia, if she has a headache or something like that, you know, the mama bear kicks in and, like, we're stopping, you're going to rest now and things like that. So it makes it a really authentic relationship. I love that. And, and, you know, too, you can kind of make the most of your time together. You're, you know, not only getting to spend time with each other, but you're able to, you know, kind of make progress on this. And so, uh, that's really cool. So switching gears a little bit, um, more to you all personally. Um, so the show selfish is all about changing the stigma of selfish being a negative word and putting it more into a positive spin of ways that we take care of ourselves. So Mm -hmm. I would love for you both to share how, what your favorite ways are to be selfish. Sure. So for me, I do need to nourish myself. I need to make sure that I'm energetic so that I have the energy to support my community. That is one of the things that they come to us and me for. So with again, with the different perspectives, mom is the, the calm, expert, motherly figure, safe place, all of that. And then I am all sorts of things. But a couple of them are energetic and positive and, and joyful. So I must make sure that I am eating, sleeping, working out, doing beauty, self-care, eating healthy so that I can have energy. Because if I get burned out and I don't show up for my audience, that is not going to be helpful. And I'm not serving our audience with the mission that we have created. Absolutely. And D, you serve as a safe place too, because so many people have said to me, when I'm feeling down or stressed, I, I love to just watch Delia. One woman said, I can even turn off the volume and just see her smile. It makes, <laughs> me awesome. feel, makes me feel better. And I've also had another woman come up and, you know, in tears saying, because she was going through a divorce and she felt very lonely and felt very bad about herself. And she said, I thought, I bet Delia and Allison would have lunch with me. You know, and I was like, oh, my goodness, of course we would have lunch with you, those kind of things. That's when you realize there was a time when Delia made a, I think it was an IGTV video about how she makes her salads. Because we talk a lot about the fact she's vegetarian and she's a very clean eater. So she made a salad. And my mother, I don't know if I showed it to her or what, but she said, I don't understand why in the world anybody would want to see Delia making a salad. Well, (laughs) no one, people have still, are still talking about that. Can you well, believe sure. how excited she was just about making a salad? I mean, <laughs> that turned out to be one of her most viewed videos, whatever. So, um, you know, whenever there are times that um, people are struggling or feeling confused, we know because of what we've heard and, been, you know, what we've been told, that that's what, that's what our purpose is, is a, besides coming to find out about fashion, there are more important things in the world, obviously, than fashion. And so... We, we want to make sure that um, there's a feeling of playfulness and safety and, you know, not, of course, no judgment and all that kind of stuff for the style that binds us. And as far as, as being selfish, um, I, could, I still don't know the answer for sure. I don't know if it's a Southern thing, a generational thing, or all of the above. But um, when, as a woman... 
especially I'm trying to remember when it even starts. Maybe as a child, you're just taught, you know, you it's not it's not okay to take time for yourself. You're always supposed to be productive and you're always supposed to be um, making sure you're taking care of other people. And um, if you care about the way you look, that's vain and shallow and very unattractive. And, you know, what is the saying? I don't know if it's just a Southern saying, but you're supposed to be in the newspaper twice when you get married and when you die. You know, keep your voice low, be mm. gentle, be kind, be the, to be a mother, you have to give up everything. Well, it turns out to be a really good mother, you need to show your children by example too. So either you're, you, you, you're saying by acting, by giving myself away and just totally being absorbed in parenting and making sure nothing bad ever happens to her. What am I telling her? First of all, when she goes out into the world, she won't be able to cope. And second of all, she'll just keep repeating this same old thing. Once, you know, as a little girl, you have to be polite and and mind your manners. And, you know, and then you get older, you have to take care of your husband. If you get married, you have to take care of your kids. You have to totally devote your life to your kids. And then, of course, by the time they get older, then here come your parents. And now, as people always will tell you, well, they took care of you. Now it's your time to take care of them. So then you feel guilty if you're not spending all your time with them. And it's very hard to break that cycle. And I still fight it every day, even though I am teaching the women that I work with and the women in our audience about this, too. We're all working on it together. I think I always, uh, y'all were too young to remember when Oprah was really a show and, and we were, a lot of us housewives watched Oprah every single day. And my husband used to say, what did Oprah say about this? What would Oprah say? Cause I quoted her all the time, <laughs> but she's the one that started the gratitude journal. And she's the one that started the huge conversation about it's okay to say no. And, um, that all the stuff, it's kind of like what they say in the airlines, you know, on the flights put the mask on yourself before you put it on your children. It's that mm-hmm. same idea. Mm-hmm. If you can't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of your kids. And so it's, um, it's something, it's like going against an instinct, which is a really weird feeling. But I, even starting to decide to do this job instead of, um, I think my husband thought, great, all the kids are grown because I have two stepkids too. Now it'll all be about me. And, and I was like, actually, no, I don't want to just cook and do laundry and work in my garden. I'm, I have this second lease on life, sort of, you know, like a whole new chapter because I'm still young enough. But I still felt guilty about not cooking the big meal for dinner and making sure everything was perfect for him and checking in on my mom and all these kind of things. And so Delia said to me, you have a decision to make. Either you're going to make this a, a real business. It's going to be a career. And you're going to explain to the other people. It's not that you don't love them. And here's the hours that you can be available to them. But these other hours are for your career. And then there's some hours that are for you alone outside of your career. Either you're going to make that choice or you're going to just do it part time as a little hobby. And the rest of the time you're going to spend and you're going to put it off until after you've taken care of your husband and your parents. And those are the only two choices you've really got. So I said, well, you know what? You're right. So I did it. And in the beginning, 
there was some resistance for sure. And I have, I remember a book, I can't remember which book it was that I read when the woman was talking about it. She said, you're going to get resistance, especially from the people that love you the most. You know, so you have to really go against the grain and decide I'm going to do it. And eventually they come around, they get used to it. And then they, the next phase is they start going, wow, they're really doing it. It's actually working. It's not just this little business that she has dreamed up. And then you get to the point where people are like, your family, your husband goes, actually, I'm really, really proud of you. I cannot imagine. I know how hard you girls have worked, but what you have done, the two of you in less than two years is pretty remarkable. Um, Because he started a company too, but he had lawyers and, you know, a partner that they had both been in construction companies before. So this wasn't something that they started from scratch. They had all these years of of, um, experience. So anyway, that is that. The career is a hobby, a passion for both of us. So when we are working, it's fun. But we also love, I love, and sometimes I even have to say to Delia, you know, I'm going to read my book for a little while. And it's going to be a book that has nothing to do with fashion. Mm-hmm. And Delia knows she's going to work out. That has nothing to do with fashion, but that's what makes her feel good. You know, whatever the little things are, um, it's really freeing. It's really exciting when you feel like you're taking care of yourself. And that's the other thing about women are stronger together. Women also really have to, that it's like a myth. It's like probably a man created this (laughs) years ago that women were there to, take care of everybody else that was their job and and it never got it never evolved you know it's it that's still the case so even when a woman and a man are both working the same amount of hours still the woman's supposed to come home and make the dinner and everything but I think the times are changing and your podcast is helping and hopefully our the style that finds us is helping um you know, by building confidence and living by example too. And women are stronger together and women need to take care of themselves and, um, and all of that to really live a fulfilling life. Well, thank you for being vulnerable, Allison, because I think you are honestly, you know, sharing a sentiment that falls into so many people's minds when they are in that you know, same position. And, you know, I, I think it is about finding those little things. If it, even if it is 15 minutes a day where you yeah. are, you know, taking that break to read a book or, you know, the 30 minutes you're using to uh, work out, you know, those are the little things that do keep you going. And you are able to see the, the results of saying, I took 30 minutes to work out and I feel like a new woman today. I'm going to do that tomorrow. And then you do it tomorrow and you're like, all right, what else can I do for myself that will help me, you know, not only make me feel like a better person, but allow my results and my productivity to improve. Um, So I think there is, you know, a lot to be said about that. And uh, I don't think it's just your generation or your region, although I do think, Mm -hmm. you know, that definitely is ingrained, but um, I think it's something that everybody struggles with. And Mm -hmm. so I think it is important that we're talking about that and being honest about it and saying, yeah, I I found this little piece of the day, but I, you know, I still have work to do. Right. And have those discussions with people. You know, that's the thing I think my husband has tried 
really hard. Um, but you know, he grew up with a mother and a grandmother and everything else. And he, he is in his fifties. So the idea of, of him, he would never have thought I'll do, I'll make dinner. I mean, that would, it's always what's for dinner tonight. You know, I don't know what is for dinner. <laughs> oh, you know, that's I love asking that question back. <laughs> right. And sometimes he has to iron his shirts, which I feel guilty. And then I'm like, don't feel guilty. Yeah. You know, yeah. there are other things he could wear and this is what he wants to wear today. And, you know, I'm just as busy as he is. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting. It's very interesting is, to, to go against what you had always been taught, especially by the older people in your life, the right. examples you had. But God love Oprah, because you're right. She started it all. And I, oh, I love that she's kind of been the, um, you know, the, the ringleader of, of this movement. And um, yes. I'm so proud that she, she got that started and we can continue yes. it. That's for sure. Absolutely. So I would love for you all to share with me. Is there anything you wish that you could be doing more? So we always, unfortunately, <laughs> there are only 24 hours in a day and seven days a week. There are always things that we can be doing more. We would love to travel more, have more events where our audience can get together. We would love to be going to more inspiring and cultural things like going to the ballet, Broadway, museum exhibits, watching new movies, TV shows, reading books and magazines, all <laughs> sorts of things. But unfortunately, there is there's a limit to time and money. So we kind of have to prioritize. And thankfully what I, the direction I've taken with the style of the binds is, is anything I'm interested in or want to do. I kind of somehow wrap that and morph that, create the, it, put it into our business. Mm-hmm. So, so that's great. And then, but the main thing is we try to not be too hard on ourselves and just say, love ourselves and make sure, you know, we're doing the best that we can. We could always meditate longer or sleep longer or whatever it may be, but we mm-hmm. are, are doing a great job as, as we are. We can only do so much. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's we, a good mentality have, to have. Yes, definitely. We're, and we're not the type... Um, as you might be able to tell, we're not like super chill people where we, we can come up with too many things to do. I'll just say (laughs) we are constantly coming up with things we would like to do and say, but I was, um, this is back on the subject of, especially like speaking to moms. I was a kindergarten teacher and a first grade teacher years ago for a long time. And, um, when it was time for, um, for mother's day, I would always, uh, I would interview like each child bring them up to the desk one at a time and they would answer questions like what is your mother's hair color what is her favorite thing to do what is your favorite thing to do with your mother all these things and then each parent would get their little interview which they were always hilarious some of the answers like what's your mother's favorite thing to do vacuum <laughs> which of course no, I knew yeah. not the mother's favorite thing. <laughs> and then another one like what is your mother's favorite thing to say and one girl said my mommy always says, I'm a human being too. And she oh. goes, I don't know what that means. Oh. But, you know, that really hit home because yeah. that's exactly what I'm talking about. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, we all are human beings and we have to respect ourselves enough to take care of ourselves and spend some time on ourselves. And we have well, one life. On the same line of coming up with things to do, 
what is next for the style that binds us? Well, we have a lot of exciting podcasts that will be coming out, and we'll be continuing on with uh, YouTube videos, the how-to videos and things like that. Those are harder to do because we have to be in the same place, of course. And we have a lot of fun events planned. Um, We want to continue with that and maybe create different kinds of experiences where our community can come together. And we just want to keep supporting our community. And, um, you know, we have some product ideas coming down the line, and we will just continue coming on coming out with more and more, you know, wonderful ways to create uh, an important community with the style that binds us. Ooh, product lines. You've piqued my interest. Um, (laughs) Well, Alice and Delia, you all are a joy and I just so appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. So thank you so much for being here today. Well, we absolutely loved being with you and love that you're doing this podcast. It's very important. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.